our children don't hear it, it's some fine singing back there. We'll have to figure out a way to keep the children here one Sunday so they can hear you. We continue with the story of the exodus of God's people from, Israel, uh, from Egypt and their wandering and grumbling around in the desert. So in Exodus 16 we hear this part of the story. The whole congregation of Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. 
And the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepared what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord our God who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord for what we are, that you complain against us. And Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke, the whole congregation of Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, You have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And in the evening, quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was, fine, was a fine flaky substance, as fine as the frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And then here comes the parable that Jesus tells about the landowner. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for the vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. And when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And then he said to them, you shall also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And when they went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing idle all day? And they said, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. And when evening came and the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, 
These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last, this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I saw a meme this week of a crayon and a pencil. And the crayon is saying, I'm just not sharp enough to amount to anything. And the pencil is saying, I'm just not colorful enough to amount to anything. And on any given day, any one of us would take a pencil or a crayon and do a great job and not worry about what it amounted to. But because they were comparing one another, or one to the other, they seemed less than. We do that. You look over at the Joneses that you try to keep up with and you look and you say, well, look at their children. They're always so well behaved and nice and clean and lovely. I wish I had wonderful children like the Joneses. And you see them out on the deck, the husband and the wife in the morning sharing coffee and having conversation. You say, hmm. I wish I had a lovely marriage like the Joneses have. You know, come to think of it, their house is nicer than mine. They drive better cars. Yeah. Those Joneses, they live a pretty good life. Remember the old expression, the grass is not always greener on the other side? What's your life like? I bet if you looked, you'd find out your kids are pretty good. Your marriage may be doing perfectly fine. I look in this parking lot. Y'all drive pretty nice cars. Probably live in nice homes, most of you. We get caught up when we start comparing ourselves and our lives to those around us. And it may look like others have a better life than we do. You don't know what the Joneses are talking about in the morning when they're having coffee on their deck. They may be planning their divorce settlement. 
Their kids may behave in public because they've been threatened within an inch of their life to do that. When I worked in Louisville in a church, the pastor would literally tell me, try to get into the homes of the kids you're working with because you'll see what kind of home life they have automatically because if in their living room they only have furniture in front of the big living room window and nowhere else, you know they're just putting on a show for everybody around them. Their house might be big, but it might not be joyous and happy and full of all the things that people want in a nice home. Comparing ourselves to others is a dangerous, dangerous prospect. We saw it here in this text today. Everybody got what they had been promised. Everybody got what had been agreed upon. And golly gee, they felt cheated. They only felt cheated because they had someone to compare themselves to. If Chase had gone out and worked his 12-hour day and gotten his $100, he would have been happy to receive it. But because there were other people who worked fewer hours than he, he thought it was unfair. That comparison is what is dangerous. Look around in your life and see what God has given you. Because God showers blessings on us every single day. We have food and friends and roofs over our heads and vehicles to drive and churches to come to to worship freely great community to live in. And the list could go on and on and on and on. Our gratitude is not determined by what other people have that we don't. It's determined by what God gives each one of us. If you tried... You could look and see that your life is full because God has given you so much so generously. I was thinking about this, that little one down here that was being so cute and so ornery was playing a game the other day in Children's Warning Out with the bigger kids. And it was easier for the bigger kids because they were bigger. And he got to fussing and he said, I'm no good at this. I just can't win. Oh, woe is me. Trying to get a little theory to make us all feel sorry for him. It worked. I gave him extra toys. Believe me, it worked. But it was because the the older kids, the bigger kids were better. It wasn't because he was bad. It was just the comparison that got him caught up. 
You know, when I was in high school, I played basketball. I played basketball because I loved basketball. I was lousy at it. I was not a good ball player, but I had fun and I enjoyed it. And I didn't need to compare myself to other people because I knew that that was just bringing me my own sense of fulfillment. Usually kids get this really well. I remember once I was babysitting and we were coloring and the kids started coloring very fast. And she said, hurry up, go faster, go faster. I went, we're going fast, we're going fast. You're winning. And she said, no, we are both winning. Turn your comparison with others on its head. Stop thinking that you're losing something and start seeing that we're both winning. We all win because of the generosity of God. It's just the comparison that gets us caught up. So start being grateful for what you have. Forget about those other people. Unless you can look at them and say, we're both winning because God has blessed us both in glorious ways. And my blessing might look different than yours. I have a good education. I have a nice home. I have a ridiculously high salary. You should take your money back. Trust me. I am blessed in many wonderful ways, but there are other people in this room who are blessed with beautiful children and grandchildren, who have amazing homes, who have great castles of friends and family. We're blessed in different ways, but we're all blessed. You know why? Because that's who God is, and that's what God does for all of us. So embrace the gifts that you have been given and be grateful. Amen.